26 pick in the 2021 NFL Draft. The Miami Dolphins select. That's so Dolphins talk with John Baker and Trigger Trey Proctor. Let me check your pulse if you're not fired up. Dude, are we good? Dude, what did that seem in the league? If you don't have eye black at home, you better go get some eye black. Oh my god, we're back. Hello and welcome into another edition of That's So Dolphins Talk. Got myself, Johnny Bake Show, and the co-pilot, Trigger Trey Proctor. The Finns are back in the dub column. Just dropping dubs all over the field. We're back in number one in the AFC East. The sky was falling last week, but our Lord and Savior, the left arm of God, Tua, came in and was able to just lift our spirits all the way back up. We're back. We are a complete football team, finally. Well, offensively. <laughs> yes. The so just right before we started recording, we got this news about A Chan. So we'll start off the top with A Chan. He's dealing with a knee issue. And I don't know what that means. It could just be a bruise. It could be an MCL sprain. That's kind of what I've seen. I haven't seen anything like it's season ending, other than McDaniel doesn't like to reveal anything. Yeah, Byron Jones ruined that for everyone because McDaniel came out and basically said that Byron Jones would be back like next week. And then Byron Jones had retired from football. He's never played football again. So, yeah, that's not good. So that means that Mike McDaniel will no longer give any sort of timetable. He will allow the players to do so. So I don't know if anyone, when, if they're going to get HN available for the media, um, to maybe someone can ask him. Yeah, so hopefully the news is that I mean it's the the good news is that we don't necessarily need him for a Panthers game on Sunday, um, but we I don't know I don't mean I don't I would even be hard pressed to say we don't even really need him for the Pats game, so I mean he could be a nice little wrinkle in addition since the last time we played the Pats, but I'm sure that their defense even though they're kind of hurt now on the back end without having Gonzalez and without having Jude on that. We could, I mean, it could that defense is going to look a lot different comparatively, but they did add JC Jackson back in there, although we dog walked him on week one, but still, I mean, we're, we're way too far ahead of ourselves already, but yeah. <laughs> instant takeaways from the game of the Dolphins, uh, went 31 to 16 win over the Giants. It was a great bounce back game offensively. I thought, right. I mean, the offense was the bright spot of the game. For me, tackling is still the issue. I don't understand how we're not doing more tackling during the week. Like, how is the the, the tackling is still an issue, and we're going into week six. That makes me nervous. Like, the, there, there hasn't been anything defensively that makes me think that this will get exponentially better. And My only thing is, I, the thing is, like, I mean, I don't necessarily think our problem is I know everyone says adding Jalen Ramsey back is going to help this offense or defense or whatever, but and I agree, it's obviously going to help. But I don't see our secondary being the issue. It's our front seven. It's it's now we did get some. I did see a stat that was interesting that caught me off guard that we lead the league in quarterback pressures. Hmm. It doesn't feel like it. <laughs> it does not feel like it. But apparently, we lead. I, I saw that today on X. And um, that's so weird to say. <laughs> it is. Um, and it caught me off guard because, everyone, you know, I mean, it's the normal whoever. Now, stats are misleading, right? But I think 
I think quarterback pressures are a pretty important stat, and we lead a league in it. But we're not recouping it to sacks. So I don't know why that is um, kind of been our, our MO is to, to, to get pressure and not, not capitalize on it with sacks. But it's really just our linebacking core, man. I, I really, really think we need to make a play for a middle linebacker for the trade deadline. Yeah, it really feels it, – it feels like there's just so much, like – I really thought David Long was going to be a huge addition to the run game, and I don't know if it's him or if it's Baker or if it's the combination of them both. I don't know if the run fits don't make sense to them or they're just not filling the holes. Like, or are they too committed to the pass that, that they're – that they, they just don't care? They're just a step late? That's what – it just feels like the, the front seven feels almost a step late at times, and it's yeah. really – linebacking core like they are missing the the big hole in this entire team and we've said it from literally week one is the linebacking core which we thought was going to be a a bigger addition like it was going to be a whole field this year with david long being in there and it just seems like it's gotten worse like i don't know Um, yeah but yeah it It just i I don't know you i'm with you i don't think i mean ramsey helps but he's not a plug and play complete fix. It's not it's right. something that is just gonna. It's not like a snap of the finger and everything's changed. Like it's it's not it's not a it's not a permanent fix. No, now you know I think getting Needham back is gonna help too. Like secondary wise, I know help's coming. I I just don't know what we do. Like I don't know if by getting Phillips back, so it it allows us to put Gink back in the middle. If that helps, I don't know if him in the middle helps. Um, but regardless, like we just need help on the inside. I've always felt that, um, uh, that Gink was way better on the edge than he ever was in the middle. So did I. So it did I. Great. It's, I like the idea of him playing middle. I just don't think he's got enough side to side agility speed to go with them with, yeah. with linebackers. That's my issue. But yeah, we'll see, I guess. But yeah, I don't know. That That's probably the biggest, like, take you know defensive takeaway from me is that you know i think their secondary is fine our d-line um you know was able to capitalize on some sacks albeit against an atrocious new york giants team but uh i mean we played a defensive you know, line that, or we played an offensive line that had three missing starters so like of course they i mean i hope they generate pressure right right well i mean the flip side of that too is that you know we're missing you know we missed two starters last week against the bills and um you know mm-hmm. yeah so but yeah um and so going into the good bad and the ugly uh the good for me is uh the connor williams addition back to the line seemed to me i take everything back i've ever said bad about him dude yeah his snaps looked great he the the line looked more they just looked well well anchored is a good he because of the uh, a certain Is it a surgeons? Is insurgents? A sur- because of the insurgents. Look at us. So, this is great. This is great. Why does anyone listen to this? Because Kendall Lamb <laughs> has started to play. I swear. <laughs> because Kendall Lamb has started to play so much better, I am going to argue that Connor Williams might be more important to this offensive line than Armstead. Did Did Lamb get hurt yesterday? No, that wind went down, but he's fine. He only missed a snap. Oh, okay, okay. 
I, I my so I was watching the game yesterday and I had a wedding to go to. So I was like in and out, like kind of watching, trying to save the battery life for the back end and worried that I was going to kill it out. But uh, I did. I, I got to see I saw most of the game. I just didn't see like the last like eight minutes of the game. Yeah, which it was over by then anyway. So it was over. So. But yeah, Kendall Lamb looks so good, man. I, I was so happy with the way he played. Austin Jackson has somehow turned around, and I, dude, I had no idea what's happening with that offensive line. But let's just allow it to continue to happen. I appreciate their efforts. Yes. Um, keep keeping to a clean and um, allowing him to make plays. You know, he had to made a couple mistakes. Obviously, um, the first that was. So the so for my good, I have Achan. Obviously, he's the good, he's the bright spot. Um, but for my bad is to his mistakes. So the the first interception was just flat out bad. Like yeah, his first red zone interception. He was thirty eight and he had thirty eight touchdowns in the red zone from two thousand twenty one since his last interception in the red zone. So I mean, I mean, yeah, you're bound to make a mistake somewhere. We're not perfect, but there was no window to throw the ball. Like he was. Yeah, like, I don't know any. I'm. Uh, yeah, I just don't. Like, granted, made, it shouldn't even have happened because we should have had should have been first and goal. We probably would have been running the ball because I was pass interference on Waddle. But regardless, he definitely tried to fit that. I, it felt like to me it was one of those like, would he Tua has a little bit of gunslinger in him, like just enough to where when he feels like he's on, he feels like he can make any throw. And mm-hmm. I think that was just in his mind. And I also think that he potentially might have had Waddle two touchdowns because that was plus 900 going into the game. Uh, I'm not saying I sprinkled, but I sprinkled. And I was kind of happy that we felt like we were getting Waddle involved a little bit. But Waddle's still on my bad. I I don't know. I know he caught the touchdown, but he's been still pretty absent. And the other thing that worries me is that Tyreek Hill only played 25 snaps yesterday so waddle got yeah tyreek hill's ridiculous <laughs> waddle got double the snaps that tyreek had and you know still did not produce at a high volume so i don't know what's going on there are we i guess because are they are teams purposefully daring them to beat them with tyreek versus them beating getting beat with waddle like are teams okay with that because are they it, just like hey let's just let tyreek make his plays and stop everyone else yeah, I don't know. Like, is that it's not the, working? Is it, they should stop it, doing. That. It's not working. Continue to do that if that's the plan. But <laughs> it, it just feels like something's not quite right with Waddle, and you'd feel like he's in a he's not in a contract here, is he? Is he? No, no, no. Next year, next year, and then they can pick up his option or give him the extension. Right. Okay. So this is a third year. This is okay. Yeah. It, it he. I mean, he had the play early with the screen, and it just it just feels like he's not fully. Is he? I don't know if he's still a little hurt or. If yeah, he, I don't know, dude. I I don't know if it's just a product of the game plan he tweak, and I don't know. I mean, it's fine. We're winning games. It's just, we're, I'm nitpicking for for our literally kind of bad to find bad things other than the tag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The ugly, so, th- that's the ugly as well for me, the tackling. Like, I mean, it's 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 bad. It's really bad. It's a problem. The linebacking play is atrocious. Um, I don't think, I, I really don't need to go, I don't, I don't think we need to milk that cow anymore. Yeah, they, yeah, we, we need to, we need help inside big time. Um, um, 
I was thinking about it the other day. I really think you had made a comment last week about this defense being overhauled. Yeah, I think they're. I think if Kendall Lamb continues to play the way he's playing, I think Armstead's not on this team next year. And yeah. I think, yep. And I think they're taking the money that they're paying him and they're trying to figure out the defense. They got to pay Tua. Yeah, we got to pay Tua eventually. We could also franchise, whatever, we'll get to that, but we could franchise him next year too if we had to. Um, the ugly for me is, you know, obviously the tackling um, and our punter who doesn't punt much, but he also had like a 25 yard punt yesterday. <laughs> could be just so, him actually not using his foot at all. Yeah, he probably just forgot how his foot worked, but yeah, that. <laughs> Oh, that worries me. But again, that's his nitpicking. We're going to have to punt eventually. It's going to matter. So I just want matter, it so to yeah. be known that I'm nervous about it. Also still nervous. Uh, that may, And I'll double down on that too. They, uh, Jason Sanders, uh, you know, knock on wood, brother's been, you know, okay uh, after, you know, the week one stuff. But at some point we're going to need him to make a big kick and he hasn't had any pressure other than week one to make a kick and he's missed it. So. Uh-huh. Uh, dude's out there only kicking 25 yarders, so uh, a little nervy, a little nervy. I must, yeah. Say. Tell you what, man, just overall, like, this doesn't feel real. Uh, we used to dream about a team like this. We're nitpicking being four and one, probably going to be five and one going into a Sunday night football game against the six and oh Eagles, right? Like, this, this team has not been four and one since I was one years old, 2002, right. Oh, 90. No, I'm sorry. I'm thinking of something else. 93. There's a statistic in there about 93 that I missed, but I can't remember. But yeah, two first since 2003. 2000. Yeah, 2002. Yeah, whatever that. Yeah. Um, they haven't been four and one. I think it's five and one since 2002, I think. So this is definitely exciting. It's just, you know, it's, again, it's, it's one of those that feels too good to be true. So I'm like trying right. to be. I know. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to be cocky Finns fan yet. No, because like we played the Bills now, and then the Bill. The NFL makes absolutely no sense. That's what I was about to say. Is that like the state of the NFL? Obviously, the 49ers are dogs. Like I, I they're probably the NFC representative of the Super Bowl, which I would love. Full story for Brock Purdy's um, emergence to come from the first game being with the Dolphins and then us to beat him in the Super Bowl that would be hilarious um I mean damn like yeah the Niners are studs they're and I don't if you look at the AFC like the Steelers are leading the AFC North and they are a very bad football team the Ravens just continue to are injury decimated and kick themselves in the foot 24-7. The Bills, I, I mean, the Bills, yes, they boat raced us, but they lose to the Jaguars in London. And I sent you that screen grab of their schedule to end it, and it is it is treacherous. They have like a six-game stretch that is not fun. So they've played a, a, a large portion of, of – yeah, they've played a large portion of their cupcakes early on too. I don't want to say cupcakes, but – you got to figure the Jets week one and the Jags were probably two W's they had penciled in. Right. Um, so I, the Chargers, you know, we've already had the tiebreaker against them. It's just like that. 
I know the AFC can't, coming into this was going to be ridiculously probably the best conference, but it seems like everyone's beating each other up right now. That's that's exactly what I said during the season, like in and in, in week one too, is like not everyone's gonna make it to the end. And the Bills are very hurt. They I mean, missing Milano, that's huge. Like Milano's yeah. a problem for the Dolphins. Like he Mil- Milano, had, I wish Milano was a Dolphin. I, absolutely. I would I would love if Matt Milano played for the Dolphins, he would be a game changer for the defense. But yeah. Them losing Matt Milano is a big, big, big issue for them. Yeah, he, they're in trouble. I think defensively, a lot of he he covers up for a lot of shit that happens on that defense. Not, and their D line's decimated too. Well, they're getting Von Stephon. D- Stephon, D- yeah, I mean, we played last week. He didn't do anything. Well, I mean, he's gonna get he's gonna get real healthy here soon. He's gonna he's gonna have to heat up. Stephon Diggs is spiking tablets and. That's such a weird thing, and and it's like you never. I still think Stephen A. Smith was right. I know that everyone, Stephen A. Smith does not put his name on something unless he's not going to say like Stephon does not want to be there unless he has very good sources. I don't know. I mean, they did whip our ass last week. (laughs) Oh, they beat the living shit out of us. That's fine. I get it. We and we're going to see them again, and we could dog walk them, and then. I mean, last week felt like a it felt like a Super Bowl for the Bills last week, and that's what's really weird about this team is that like the Bills went all out to beat us after we came off beating the Broncos with a seventy burger, and that felt like their Super Bowl for them to beat us. But like, you can win. Let them win the battle, and like, let's win the war. I'm all yeah. And we had we did not have Connor Williams in that in that football game, and I'm telling you, he changes the run game. If you look at a lot of Achan's runs. Connor Williams and Austin Jackson are downfield crushing dudes. Like, that's what matters is that we have a center, and I have been harping on putting him a guard for so long, but the more I look at the way our run game is, not a lot of teams have the ability to be able to pull their center like we do, and we're able to do that. That gets us an extra guy out front because, you know, if we run into a team that's playing a four and we don't have anyone head up on Connor Williams, we're able to pull play side guard, come down with play side tackle, and pull center too, right? So that's things that we're able to do with him at center, and it kind of gives us an extra pulling guy if, if need be. Um, a lot of sense, which is why we were all dumbfounded last year. Why would you put Connor Williams in the center spot? Well, now you get an extra, you get an extra play side blocker. Who does Shanahan have at center and Sam Fran? I wonder if they pull their center a lot too, and that's where Mike got that from. I don't know. It. Because it used to be, who was the guy that they traded for a couple years ago? I can't remember who. I can't remember who their lineman is outside of Trent Williams. Because McGlinch- Oh, they traded for who was that center for? Um. Oh, he was a stud. I thought he was at um. Like in Seattle or something. I don't remember who it was. I don't know. It doesn't really matter. But regardless, I, I wonder if you know that's why they want to keep Connor Williams at center. And if he's going to play like that, then then I love it. Also, shout out Brooks, dude. Brooks getting some love. Bloodless Brooks. <laughs> yeah. Just absolutely burying dudes. He's like, apparently they're using him like Ingold. Yeah. The, the funny thing about Bloodless Brooks was because I was in the, I was in the car on the way to the, on the way to the wedding. And I just like, we tried to type Brooks, but for some reason my phone didn't, <laughs> bloodless and i just retyped brooks and i was like i'm not even changing it i'm sending it you're like blood new name new name new what name bloodless brooks <laughs> but uh yeah that's really great i'm gonna say stock up on brooks 
uh, for sure getting in there and they're, they're finding ways to use these uh, rookies that I really like. Uh, I think we already mentioned it before, but stock way up on Austin Jackson. He's really turned the corner. Yeah. Yeah. He's uh he's become non-existent and it makes me feel really, really good. And watching the all 22 and seeing him, um, you know, get down the field, run block his efforts there. Um, dude, I just wonder if, if Flores' staff just literally beat the shit out of these dudes mentally and none of them wanted to play on this football team. So there was no effort. And because this is wild. And it's like Austin Jackson had trust issues last year with Mike McDaniel, maybe because he's a new coach. He's got his ass beat by Flores. Mm-hmm. You know, Mike McDaniel obviously didn't draft him. So he comes in. He's probably a little nervous last year. Now he's comfortable in the system for a full year, and he is flourished, dude. He looks so good. Um, Because we were thinking he was the bust of that draft, him and Igbenogany. And really, Igbenogany, like, kind of really was the bust the whole time, and Austin Jackson just needed – he just needed the Tua effect. Like, really what Mike McDaniel has done for Tua and the confidence game is what he needed to get back to where he needed to get to in – in for Jackson. So like, I'm, I'm totally cool with it. Um, I'm, I'm so, I'm super excited, like super excited for him. Um, my other stock up is, um, Van Ginkle. Uh, I feel like we, we talked about him a little bit. Uh, I feel like he's, he's the real, he's a real gem in the defense that a lot of people, if you would have said Van Ginkle, uh, in the off season, people wouldn't have thought of him. And, I don't even know if I mentioned him last year on the show, but I really felt I've always felt that Van Ginkle was underutilized in the defense that we always had before. But oh yeah, he had edge rushers in Phillips and um and Chubb, which I feel like I wish Bradley Chubb could figure out how to play middle linebacker. <laughs> <laughs> brother, He's drop, huge. Can brother drop thirty five pounds and get a little bit. <laughs> The other thing I got too is the D line pressure. I mean, obviously, like we were talking about it, like they're number one in QB pressures. Like it felt like they were in Daniel Jones's ass all game yesterday. And I know that like we're awesome. an offensive line that was down three starters, but it felt good to like see that there was actually pressure. Sucked that there wasn't a lot of great linebacking play. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, you hit on most of the stock ups. Uh, probably the other one I will two two I'll add. Um, Cedric Wilson, I thought, had a good game yesterday, filling in for that third receiver role. So it was nice to see him um, still be relevant. I know he was the, like the topic of trade conversation all off season, um, and he's kind of stuck to the stuck um, to stuck to his guns. Oh, got a little, got a little. Uh, I don't know the spidey senses are tingling. Are they getting him a little playing time to show that he's got a little something so you can trade him at the deadline? Maybe, possibly, because if we just trade him for Chase. Well, we'll talk about Claypool at the end, but yeah, um, but yeah, I, I don't know. That could be a thing. They could be getting him touches to say like, hey, like you know, like he's very, he's still, he's still got value. Take him for us. Yeah, need some. Yep. that's a good point. I didn't think of that. But stock up, even if it is trade stock, stock up. <laughs> um, and I think, dude, Deshaun Elliott might be the the signing of the offseason. He's when he's in there defensively, our secondary feels like it's a lot more stable. He makes big time tackles when we need to. Um, you know, I, I'm at first, you know, I didn't think we needed safety help, but it seems like we absolutely need safety help. And I'm glad that we, we were able to target him for agency and get him in here. Cause he's made a lot of plays that maybe they're not flash plays and things like that, but 
just it seems like communication wise, coverage wise, you know, back end tackling, he seems to be our best player. Um, and seems to be able to help Holland out a lot because I think Holland's a better player when he's involved. I agree. Uh, Chig told me all summer that you're going to like Deshaun Elliott a lot, and whenever he played in Baltimore, he was a good, a really, really good safety. So, um, but yeah, going into stock down, stock down uh, for both of us is probably going to be Cater Cohill. Yeah. For the fact that he lost his starting job to um, Eli Apple, which is not, I mean, the way that Eli played it, um, what game, what game was that where he looked just atrocious? It was the game before the Bills game. He, and he, uh, wasn't, yeah, he, he wasn't in, oh, the Patriots game. He looked so bad. And then he yeah. was not playing in the Bills game, which I thought was a mistake. And I think the other biggest mistake, uh, among, <laughs> Among other things, was the fact that they didn't put X on, um, they didn't put X on Diggs, which we already talked about that at length last. And week. we didn't run the football, and there's so many things went wrong in that game. Nothing. We're beating wrong. them by tw- we're beating them by twenty one in Miami. So I feel like that game is the outlier of the year. Uh, yeah. When we get later in the season, but yeah, really, my only, I mean, when you when you're four and one, and you consistently talk about somebody who's not played well, who played well last year, like Cater Kohu was a star last year. And this year he played really well. I thought in the chargers game, but he has not been the same sense. And I don't know if they've given him too much responsibility uh, in the defense in the past game or what, but he just had, he just, I don't know what it is. I, I feel like he's a little undersized to be doing what they wanted to do too. Yeah. I mean, it's, whole new defensive scheme asking to do different things and maybe unfortunately he's just not a fit which would suck because he showed promise but um you know, i think vangio made the comment last week that in one way or the other he came out and basically said he doesn't have the guys to do what he wants to do defensively which makes it which then reiterates the fact that i think that this defense is getting a major overhaul in the offseason yeah i would agree so now it makes me feel like Banjo is literally just trying to piece this together to make sure that they are not the, you know, the issue every every game. Um, Do to make sure they can at least slow people down. Yeah. Well, I so since there's apparently going to be a fire sale in Denver, do we even call for Pat? Yeah. I, again, I just don't know how. I don't get me wrong. Would love Pat Sertano's football team. But if we're talking about giving up draft capital, I mean, the only way Pat Sertan's on this football team and they go after him is if they're letting X. X is gone. Yeah. X is gone. Maybe not this year, but next in the offseason, he won't be on the team. So if that's the case, I get it. Like, they want to go younger and go Pat and Jalen. Okay. Um, But, like, he doesn't really help his defense. We just talked about it. We need – we need – Front seven help. So I I need a nose tackle and I need a middle linebacker that's able to to plug something in the middle because like David Long seems to be playing the Alexander Roberts role where he's shooting gaps trying to make big plays. Mm-hmm. Problem is we don't have anyone behind him to 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 cover that if he does shoot the wrong gap if he does shoot the wrong shoulder and I think that's where we've been exposed the most. I mean it's really gonna come down that Eagles game will be a the tall big- sign. Yeah, it's going to be yeah, that Eagles game is going to be it's going to show us where we're really at. Are we have we learned from the mistakes from the Bills game? 
and are we actually for real i feel like because yeah um yeah so uh moving on to next week's uh matchup and notes uh so we got the uh, we got the Panthers next week, so I mean, you don't want to, you don't want this to be a little bit of a trap ski game. No trap games. Uh, thank God it's in. It, thank God it's at home. Yeah, thank God it's at home. I don't, I don't know if the A Chan, if he does sit out this game, I don't think it help. I don't think it hurts. Um, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't hate him sitting out at all. Maybe, um, maybe this might be a game where you bring the Jeff Wilson. See where Jeff Wilson's at. Yeah, he's eligible to come back, right? Yeah. Because they took, I'm I'm pretty sure they took him off IR. Did so they? Maybe maybe he's ready. I don't know. Um, I guess the other Milano th- and Daquan Jones both need surgery for the Bills, so they're done for the year. That sucks. Yeah, we know about all that. That's the only thing that makes. That's the only thing. It's why you play the games because. Uh-huh. Why you gotta play the games? But the other thing. While we're looking that up about Jeff Wilson, um, the Finns did make a trade, which, I mean, this is a pretty low-risk, high-reward trade, uh, and that was the Chase Claypool trade that happened, what was that, on Thursday or whatever? Um, it was Friday, but it doesn't matter. Either way, Chase Claypool, his size and speed – is something that is incredibly lacking in this offense. He's six four, like two thirty five. Like he's a big dude. Uh, and yeah, I think considering I, I, like, I, you have no one over six two other than maybe Cedric Wilson. Well, Robbie chosen, but he's a beanpole compared to Chase Claypool. So like, I'm really interested to see how they integrate Claypool into the offense. I think he's going to fit in that Jaseki role where he is basically a large receiver, not going to be asked to block like a tight end, um, but he's going to be used as like a tight end role. I think in he might he might be in that H back position. He might be like, and I you know I was thinking about the, my dad and I were talking yesterday. Like I think the thing with Claypool is he's a first round draft pick or second round draft pick for the Steelers. Remember whether I don't remember or I don't know. Early pick for the Steelers came in with production, had a lot of pressure on year two to continue to be that receiver was not goes to Chicago for basically a first round pick, which is insane and has all that pressure on now to be, Hey, you know, we traded a, a, basically a first round pick for you 32nd overall. Like we need something mm-hmm. was not able to perform. Now he comes to Miami where, we don't really we don't I don't need you to I don't need you to catch 60 balls for this team. No. I, I'm cool if you catch five red zone touchdowns, four red zone touchdowns, like be a red zone threat for us to where quite honestly that's probably been our biggest offensive struggle has been in the red zone. So yeah. if if he gives us the ability to have some size down there um as to where will teams view him as a you know Again, we opportunity to put him in a slot where he's normally been an X, X or a Z for most teams. We can put him in a slot. Like I think, um, you know, there's a lot of opportunity here for him. And at the end of the day, if he's not able to make any plays, then all we did was move back from sixth to seventh round. So, yeah, and I think that there's a ton of upside. The drops are a concern, but we're not we're not we're not asking him to do much we're just asking him to be a big body like just do you don't have to do everything just do a little bit of something and that's yeah. a point you made about how Jaseki being a big 
because they don't have a big guy like that to go to the back to go back middle in the end zone to go get it anymore. So that was everyone's frustration. If Mike Tusecki's on this team as listed as wide receiver four and he makes the plays he's made in his career, no one's saying a word. But because Mike Jacecki was on this, I mean, you probably still are because you can't stand it. But because Mike Jacecki was on this team as tight end one, everyone assumes where's Travis Kelsey numbers, where's you know Dallas Goddard numbers, where's TJ Hawkinson numbers. That's not him, right? I understand he was a tight end in college, tight end. He gets drafted as a tight end. He's listed as a tight end. He's a wide receiver. Like that's what he is. He's not Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey can do both. Mike can't. Mike can't block. And when Mike can't block, all that does is tell offense defenses. The second he's in, this is either a pass play to him or it's a pass play to someone else because they're not going to trust him to run. They'll run away from it. Yeah. It's Claypool's going to look better than that big old goofy giraffe running around out there. I'll tell <laughs> I don't know why I got hate for Jacecki other than the fact that he can't block a wet paper bag. So Dude, The Patriots are so bad now. Yeah. Talk about Belichick being a great defensive coordinator and nothing else. He should literally – Give Tom Brady six of his four of his rings. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I'm super excited uh, to see how they use Claypool. Hopefully, they they get some production out of him. Worst case, doesn't even hurt him at all. Um, no. But the whole title of this episode is the greatest show on surf. So, I mean, we're number one. Two is number one in passing. Tyreek is number one in receiving yards. A-Chain is number two in rushing yards. He was number one at the end of the game on about, you know, 50 less carries, which is insanity. We're number one in rush yards per game. We're number one in pass yards per game. We're number one in total yards per game. So we're number one in points. Number one in points. Like we're ones across the board here. Get your ones up. Acknowledge them. But I mean, this offense, like we, we finally like, they surpassed the greatest show on turf in, in terms of yardage. Now, I know that we've had a little bit of a cake. We've had two cake games with the Broncos and now the Giants. I don't even care. Dude, it's the NFL. It's the NFL. That's exactly what I'm saying. Like, that's what ESPN was leading off with today. They've played a week schedule. Well, okay, yeah, but it's still the NFL. And so, we also were going into this year with the hardest schedule. So, which is it? Yeah. They got to find something to complain about. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, that I, you're gonna play the team that's in front of you every single Sunday. Those guys get paid millions of dollars to do the same thing that you're doing. Those guys were the best player on their high school team, and they were one of the six best players on their college team, and they are one of the best 300 and however many, you know, people are in the NFL. I don't know whatever the number is. They are one of the top football players in the world that we are playing against. And any given Sunday, any team can be beat. Um, so I'm not going to, I don't look at games as cupcakes. I mean, there's games that you pencil in for W's and, and potential L's, but at the end of the day, like you're still going to show up and play game of football. So, um, we need to go and take care of business for Carolina. I, do I think there's some people we could sit? Sure. I don't, you know, I think we sit Jalen. I think we sit Devon. Um, I think that obviously Armstead's going to sit. Um, I don't think we need to, you know, activate Needham yet. I don't, think we need I speaking of Jeff Wilson so apparently Rosenhaus told someone that he will be activated because that's his agent but everyone else is saying that all the reporters when they ask 
McDaniel, he was no, he didn't really have a plan yet. So I don't know what they're doing with him, but. All right. Well, I mean, do they, re- I mean, we can always put some old Ahmed in there for a game. Yeah. Don't give out old Ahmed. Yeah. Ahmed in there. Yeah. We'll be fine. Fine. We got a game. We got the game against the Panthers this weekend, and uh, hopefully, we come out. We'll be five and one, and then uh, we'll start the a uh, little bit of the midseason grind here to the to the big games. The, obviously, the big game is the Sunday night game against the Eagles, and then the uh, London game or the Germany game uh, with the Chiefs, and then we we got the bye week after that. So, uh, hopefully, we keep going and. Uh, I mean, that's really all we got. I mean, we really, it felt weird to nitpick everything from a four and one. Yeah. feels weird. It doesn't feel real. Yeah. So yeah, our, our schedule. So I always look at everything in, in fours. Um, so our first four, we finished three and one. And now our next four, which are Giants, Panthers, Eagles, Patriots. I think, you know, we are already one and oh, in those next four, I think we need to leave that three and one. If if we can come out of at minimum, if we come out of that six and two, like that's a really great start. Like I can't even be mad at that. Like right. That's exactly- so we come out of that. We come out of that six and two, and then our next four are Chiefs, or Chiefs, Jets, Commanders, Raiders, or Chiefs, Raiders, Jets, Commanders, whatever it doesn't matter. So those are our next four. We come out of that three and one. We're now st- we're nine and three. Yeah, and nine and three is great. And then our remaining five—that's a hell of the the last the last five to six games of the season is is a murderer's row of games. I I thought that, but it's the Titans. Okay. Jets. They still they still got a good defense. Sure, Cowboys, which are they're a good football team. Football team. The Ravens will probably be healthy by then. Doubt it. They're just season-ending injuries for some of these dudes, but maybe. And then the Bills. So if you look at those last five, even if you pencil in two losses, that puts us at 12 and – what, 12 and 5? 12 and 6, 12 and 5, yeah. Yeah. That... I mean, it's still it's still good. I mean, I, it doesn't matter. You got you to gotta have 10 – you got to have any – you got to have more than 10 wins to get in – 10 or more wins to get into the playoffs. Yeah. And, Really, where we're sitting at right now, we're at the top of the AFC East. It really feels like, uh, barring massive injuries, like this team is going to be in the playoffs. So this feels like a even yeah, barring massive injuries, this is a playoff team. Not only based off third play, but based off the state of the AFC. I mean, I who's who's left? Even if we don't win the division and you move the Bills up out of the wild card, yeah. We're in the division, dude. We're number one in the division. What are we nitpicking? Let's go. I don't care that the Bills beat my twenty. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was saying. That's why last week hurt so bad after you. I was. I was to cancel the pod, and now I'm like, it's not a big deal because we're back and the Bills lost. The Bills losing in to the Jags big. feels so good. We just got to avoid some stupid bullshit loss to the commanders or something stupid. It's all I'm asking. Panthers. Trap game. Trap game. Panthers are a trap game. Actually, the Pats will be a trap. Dude, double traps. We're we double trapped up. Because we go Panthers, scared about the Eagles, Pats, 
scared. thinking about Germany. No, well, no, we go. Don't we go Panthers? No, Panthers. It's Panthers. Eagles. Oh my! So it's a true trap. We have two double traps. Yeah, two double traps. What are we gonna do on the other side of the double trap? We're double trapped up on a Thursday. <laughs> when is this stupid Thursday night game? Who do we play on Thursday night? Uh, the I don't remember. Do we have a Thursday? I don't even know. Dude, look at us being great journalists here. Oh god, we're so bad, Ziff. Two dudes on a pod. I mean, I really just look at one game at a time. I don't really think about you know. Yeah, I don't like to think too far ahead because when you get too far ahead, you know what you're doing. Set yourself up for a trap. Yep. Double yep. trap. Oh, maybe we don't have a Thursday game because of the the fr- because play of- the the Friday game against the Jets. That'd be cool. Yeah, the Jets. Yeah, the Jets game is. Yeah, the Jets. Oh, Black Friday. Black Friday game. 3 p.m. All right. So we don't have a Thursday night game. So that's sweet. I thought they did. I thought the Titans was a Thursday night. I think a Titans game is a Thursday night game. No, that's my that's Monday night game. Either way, I don't want a Thursday Who night Who cares, dude? We're freaking five and one. Four and one. Beep, 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 beep. All right. Well, we will see you next week. Big Fins win this week, thirty-one to sixteen, to the Giants. And with that, we'll see you next week on That's So Dolphins Talk. Ends up.